So welcome everyone. I'm Ivy Rivera. I'm a psychic medium, a Taino Airwalk. I own a school called the Ivy League Psychic Academy where I train people internationally in everything ranging from psychic mediumship development, tarot, astrology, numerology, Reiki, paranormal work, meditation, you name it, we do it. We train children as well as adults. I would love to see there for classes. Tonight's free mini class is called Starting Over When Life Does Not Go As planned. Paul, my adorable producer, will be taking your questions and comments throughout. How are you, Paul? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm good. And so my classes are interactive. And um, if we don't get to your classes throughout the curriculum, or your questions and comments, rather, we will postpone them till the end. I do try to get to everyone. So starting over, okay, when life doesn't go as planned, this is something that has been drilled into us from birth. We are programmed to believe that we should never let go, that the smartest thing you can do is to soldier on, be stoic, push ahead, deny that things are done or dead. It's really like in our societies, especially here in America, we're beating a dead horse. I think of married couples who want to celebrate the fact that they've been together for 65 years and they hate each other. And it was a toxic mess that passed down to generational curses to their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. All of this dysfunction. We are trained to believe, whether it be by the church or our family systems, that we are to stay within the status quo and the system that has been established for us. And it's super toxic. I think we're realizing more and more, especially as we look at like the last year and the uprising of employees who left their toxic work environments to demand more pay or to create a better lifestyle for themselves. We're looking at more and more people coming out in different ways, saying enough is enough. I know how to admit when something is broken, when it's over, when it's unhealthy, and I can create, I have faith in that, that something better will come to me that I can build something better. But that is against our natural inclinations due to all of this programming. So it's important to process where you came from, what your family believes, what you've been told in your upbringing and in your society, wherever you may live and understand how that fits in with this inability to move on and start over sometimes. I also just want to say that you should never say easier said than done. Oh, every time you see a supportive, inspirational post on social media, every time you hear a class like this, every time someone tries to help you out by giving a supportive word and saying you can do it, you can move on, and your response is always easier said than done. Don't do it. Okay. For a couple key reasons. First of all, it's annoying and you don't deserve other people's help and support if you're always going to negate it. Second, you are bringing other people down with you. Those that were just maybe on the brink of surpassing that stagnancy. If they hear you say something like that, they may have a tendency to absorb it. And instead of going forward, just stay still or go backward again. So you're not supporting or helping anyone else. Keep it to yourself. Number three, and the most important reason maybe out of all three of these is that your words determine your power. And so your mentality, we could say, right, what you think, what you believe, what you speak truth 
to is going to determine whether or not you are actually capable of moving forward and whether or not the universe is actually going to support you in that kind of change. And so you're really destroying any chance you have of creating a better life for yourself every time you say that. So strip that from your vocabulary. And also, I would say for those of you that are struggling to start your life over after a great disappointment or series of disappointments, avoid the company of people who think that way and talk that way. They will hold you back and it is dangerous. All right. So I want to talk about three common areas where I see whether it be my students, my clients, myself, friends, family. These are the three most common areas as a psychic medium that I'm constantly giving healing to where people struggle the most. And the first one is with work, with career, whether it be that you went and got your degree and now you're in all kinds of debt, but you realize that's not a degree that you want to use or can use. Maybe there are no jobs available. If it be that you invested many, many years in a particular job and you were hoping to retire from that job. If you're stuck in a place that has maybe medical, you know, here in America, we have no like medical coverage. Maybe you have dental, maybe you feel the pressure, the weight, the responsibility being on you to pay that mortgage, to get your kids through college, to pay all those bills off. Whatever it is that keeps you at a job where you don't belong, you can reach a point where change will come and hit you hard. Maybe that job is then removed from you. You lose it. You're laid off. Something like the pandemic happens, right? And a lot of companies shut down. People were furloughed. Whatever it is, it's important for you to, instead of becoming so worried and frantic over the fact that your job is no longer stable or it's gone, don't allow yourself to stay in a stuck mentality, trying to get it back or not being willing to venture out into a new space within career that you've always wanted to explore. This is a great time for you to rebuild. I often tell my students that there are three parts to change if you are unwilling to do it, that the universe will present to you. And those three parts are the exploration phase, phase number one. It's a suggestion phase where the universe for about a year and a half, maybe to two years, the universe will say, gee, I really want you to look at this other alternative. It's really time for you to progress ahead and get out of the work that you're doing. This is time for a change. You need to look back at what you always wanted to do or what you were supposed to be doing or what you abandoned. Let's get moving with this. Most people do not. And that leads to phase two, which is the poking and prodding phase at this point. And this usually goes on for anywhere from like a year and a half, maybe slightly longer, um, sometimes less than that. But the universe will start to make you very uncomfortable. Maybe you're watching other people within your company lose their jobs or there's talk of a switching of hands of ownership or, you know, you're starting to see that your finances are going through a time of turmoil. There could be any life circumstance that starts to make you feel uncomfortable and like maybe you should examine doing something more. But again, most people don't. Most people dig in for the long haul. They refuse to jump ship 
and go on to, you know, greener pastures. Then we have part three, and that I call the breaking of the legs. This usually takes about eight months, maybe to a year. This is where you end up having that job removed from you, that circumstance taken away. You're put essentially in a timeout chair. This is different things for different people. Last time it happened to me, and I will never allow it to happen again, it was my car, my vehicle was taken away. And no matter how much money, no matter how many repairs I made, it kept breaking down. For other people, it's literally a broken limb or it's job loss. It could be a major change in life circumstances. And it forces you to sit still. It forces you to examine what it is that you're refusing to do and why this may have occurred. There is often a much bigger lesson in a circumstance like this. And it has to do with you letting go of your ego, your fear, your control, your unwillingness to do what your gut instinct, what the universe and spirit is telling you you need to do for your evolution. It is providing you with an opportunity to get in alignment. And so if you are willing to hopefully before the breaking of the legs, hopefully you catch on to this and get faster and smarter. When you know it's time to move and make a change, make a change. Don't let it get to that point. But regardless of the circumstances, when we see that a job is gone, that a career is over, we have an opportunity to look at our life contract, meaning what we signed on to before we came to earth, and to get in greater alignment with our true path, our true calling. What most people do is run. They bury their heads in the sand and they keep trying and trying and trying to get in other doors that look almost identical to what they were doing previously. So open up to the possibility that this is something more. It's telling you to get onto a greater path that you're meant to be on. Now, the second most common area that I see people needing to let go, start over, create change, but they won't is in regards to relationships, all types of relationships, but most commonly with lovers or spouses, with their children or with very close you know, family or friends. And I think that the biggest issue we have with this is control. We don't want to see that person go. We don't want that relationship dynamic to disappear or deteriorate. So we try to manipulate and control the other person so that they do whatever it is they need to do to stay in that dynamic. And this is toxic and unrealistic for many obvious reasons, but I want to focus more today on the reality that everyone has their own path and their own journey. And often we reach the end of the road in a contract that we have in a relationship with another person, your child, a parent, a spouse, a lover. It can just happen, a friendship. And when this happens, the contract is up and the relationship, if you hold on too tightly, will start to sour. It will start to become dysfunctional and uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And it's important that we understand that as human beings here on earth, we are here to grow, to evolve, to learn, to expand. And 
often what happens is that one person is stifling the other. So it is very possible that that time you were having in that relationship was meant to be and that at this point it no longer is and that you being there is actually unhelpful, possibly even enabling for the other person. And you know you've reached that point when you have a desire to control the outcome instead of allowing it to be what it is. The third most common area I see this in is in regards to resources. And this is essentially money. This is owning property. This is having a vehicle, literally anything that I've even caught myself doing it with my washer and dryer, you know, after years of not having one in the city and things like this. You feel you must have this thing. You must have this object. You must have this resource. There is a dysfunctional relationship that often occurs with people who have trouble with change and evolution in regards to objects. And they will start to stagnate and actually squelch the growth in their prosperity because of that toxic dynamic. The universe is going to provide you with opportunities to grow beyond that. So if you are suffering with a loss of resources, painful as that may be, try to look at it as an opportunity to grow and evolve your soul and your spirit to have more faith in the universe, in your higher mind, in God, in a bigger picture energy, something more than just your stuff, okay, object or even yourself. A lot of people may do this with their abilities. If they feel that the only thing they have to offer the world and the only thing they have to hold on to is their skill level or their ability to achieve, they're going to be tested with this at some point. And we want to remember that it's an opportunity to learn this lesson of faith in something greater because the universe will provide what you need and you are capable without those resources or objects or even skill sets being used, tapping into your higher mind and getting yourself what it is that you need. And often what we think we need is just what we want. We believe we have to have. So it's a re-evaluation process there as well. Okay, I do want to talk about four key things that you can look at to help you to move forward. All right, so what can we do about it? I want to say number one, just because it isn't logically your plan, what you thought was going to happen in your life, just because this was something that you could have maybe never imagined this loss of relationship, this loss of your career, this hit to your resources. Just because you didn't think about it doesn't mean it isn't part of the bigger plan. You have to remember that there is a greater order in the universe than what you thought it was going to be. So what does that really mean? Well, that means that if you were to look at your life contract, I do life contract readings. This means if you were to go look at your numerology chart, if you were to look at your astrology, we have Christina Del Rey who does astrology charts, right? So you're looking at different patterns of destiny charted agreements that you made with yourself, with your higher mind before you came to earth. And these are roadmaps for your life. You can have proof through these charts that this change was supposed to happen for some bigger reason, 
whether it be your growth, it be lessons, it be the evolution of what you're actually supposed to have. It's often that you're supposed to have something far, far greater than where you are right now. And you can't have that. It's sort of like saying every time the bus stops, somebody's got to get off in order for a new door to open. Another door has to close. You can't achieve that without letting this go. It may be part of a detoxing system. But number one, okay, do not assume that because you logically did not have this plan, that it isn't meant to be. That is the most common misunderstanding I see. Let's talk about number two, the reality that there are future options and paths because free will is a reality. It's a driving force in our universe and not everything is destiny charted. So destiny charted means that something is fixed. It means that it cannot be manipulated. It will not change. It is a 100% guarantee that this thing will happen. And free will means that there could be multiple paths of opportunity, different roads that you may choose to take. And we have a very strict, mentality in the world, right? And that is whatever you do, don't give in to change, hold on for dear life, you know, stay within the status quo. And if you don't, there will be this terrible turnout to it. It will be failure and grief and discomfort. And that is very rarely going to be the case. It's usually that you have these multiple options because your free will dictates whether you take the situation and you go high and you make something of it or you go low. That's really what's going to determine the outcomes. So keep in mind, we have more choices, even if they're not evident to you, they're not immediately visible. And you may never know unless you go to a reader or you go to an astrologer or numerologist, you may never know all the different path options that you had because you choose what you choose. Okay, so, but they are out there. Now, number two kind of fits in with number three, and that is the use of alchemy to convert negative to positivity or the saying that God, for example, can make all wrong things right somehow. And that belief in that system that things can be made better is, you know, something that you should walk and apply every day in your life. I absolutely 100% believe in this because I live it, I teach it, and I watch it transform people's lives every day. You have to know that as long as you're willing to take any situation that feels like a disappointment, you can take it and ask, what are the lessons I'm supposed to be learning from this continuously? Sometimes it takes years to learn all those lessons, but they will show themselves. And to ask, how can I convert these negative feelings, these negative thoughts into something positive and useful, that the universe is supporting you in that. And as long as you keep applying these concepts, you're going to find that blessings and prosperity and health and healing can come to you in so many different ways, not just in that one area, in so many different ways. And so wrongs can be made right, even when, like we spoke of earlier, they weren't actually wrong in the first place, but also 
sometimes they are. It, it is an unfortunate circumstance that occurred. And we want to learn from those circumstances. A great example of this is when somebody maybe stays in a toxic relationship. Maybe you had a boyfriend and you realized there were some significant red flags, but you went forward with that relationship anyways. And then you got locked in, you decided to get married and maybe have a baby or two. And now that it's full blown abuse, you are struggling to get out. You realize you married a narcissist or a sociopath and you feel trapped, right? This is one example of a million, but you still have to step back and say, yes, everything has fallen apart. Yes, I have to rebuild. But what are the lessons here? What should I have paid better attention to? What shouldn't I have done? How could I have done better? How will I make sure that I do it the right way going forward and better protect myself? How will I teach my children and future generations how to use this information wisely? Okay, so we can always take a situation and make it better on our own by our attitude toward it and looking at these key areas. So one of the simple formulas that you guys can use here is to always ask about the situation. How can I heal right now? You can ask, what is the lesson? And you can ask, how can I use this to spread wisdom or help others? And number four, your fear is your worst enemy. Your fear is a far greater enemy than whatever situation in your life you feel failed. And this has to do with your ego. This has to do with your need to control and manipulate and take care of yourself take care of the circumstance without allowing for the universe to do its part. This is a tough one. And for those of you who grew up in toxic situations where maybe you were abused, you were neglected, or if you ever went through an abusive relationship, even in your adulthood, if you ever struggled a lot with poverty, there are a million different reasons. If you're a minority, if you're marginalized, you may have a little extra dose of ego in you because you were the only one protecting yourself. But in circumstances where change and evolution is required, you're gonna need to put some of that aside and you want to allow for your guides, your ancestors, your angels to come in, sit with them every day, at least 10 to 15 minutes in the morning is a great time with your morning cup of coffee. And you want to simply ask them, what do we need to focus on today? Are there any pitfalls that I can avoid? And how can I be of service to others? If you stay in alignment with them, you will be able to replace those egotistical controlling tendencies instead with help and support from your spirit network, okay? And that's why they were sent to earth with you. They're also part of your life contract and they never abandon you. So we need to redirect the way that we think and feel about starting over. I also just want to say before we get to any questions or comments, it can really be very exciting. I'm not saying it's easy and I've had to do it more times than I sometimes appreciate having to remember back on how difficult some of those changes were. But I am every year more and more grateful and enlightened to why things happen the way that they did and what exactly was supposed to 
to come out of all of it and where it might be going in the future. It's like putting a big puzzle together and you don't see how all the pieces are going to fit as soon as you dump it out of the box, but they are all there. And as long as you keep working on it, bigger and bigger and bigger pictures are going to come to the forefront, but you really can't do it on your own all the time. Okay, so call in your network when you need it. All right, so from TikTok, wild horses, 1926. What happens to hoarders? Just like in general, it, it depends. It would depend on the person's situation. I think though, it's kind of fitting into what we were talking about, which is essentially hoarding people, hoarding resources, hoarding circumstances, hoarding what we think is security. That's essentially what hoarders are doing, right? If you're talking about actual like material. And I think that eventually they like drown in it. And so maybe this is sort of not a question as much as it is a statement that she's making. But yeah, it's sort of like your whole world can come tumbling in on you and you're sort of drowning in all this stuff that you think you own, you think you control, you think you can have and hold on to. And then teams of people have to come in and clear out your property. <laughs> That's essentially exactly what the universe is doing. And it will happen. It will happen to all of us at some point. It's part of life's journey. It's going to happen to you repeatedly if you don't learn how to pass these tests and evolve through it. You have to, you have to get smart in recognizing what it is. Okay. And so next time it doesn't take as long or as big of uh, cleansing. We have another question. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Thank You're you, welcome. Spirit. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Have a great week.